The opinions expressed in this show are the views of the host and not necessarily that of WTRW, 94.3 The Talker, or the Bold Gold Media Group. The following presentation is paid for by NJC Investments, who is solely responsible for its content. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin & Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Portions transcribed. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Your Financial Future program here on 94.3 FM The Talker, our first program of 2024. Thanks for joining us. I'm Nick Colarossi, a certified retirement counselor at NJC Investments, and I'm thrilled that you've chosen once again to join us as we open up this week's doors to the College of Financial Knowledge. Our program originates today from the luxurious corner office studio here at the beautiful Bold Gold Radio Complex located high atop the suddenly chilling fields of the West Mountain of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Our goal on today's program is to help you to become a better long-term investor and to help you in the new year, in your new investment year, to build that long-term portfolio, to help you to make those right decisions for that portfolio, and to help you avoid making mistakes along the way. We'll do our best on all of those matters. And we certainly have a lot of ground to cover this morning, a lot going on in our markets, a lot going on in our economy. I have some stock picks, some brand new ones from some of the best minds on Wall Street. Speaking of some of the best minds, we're going to hear an update from Brian Westbury, where he thinks the S&P 500 is heading for 2024. Of course, Brian Westbury, the chief economist at First Trust Securities, he gives us a price target for the rest of the year. I will share that with you. We are going to talk about bonds. I have some model portfolios to share with you, and I will tell you what is expected to happen to bonds and bond fund prices if interest rates indeed continue to fall. We'll also, of course, fit in some ideas, and you've heard these before, but these are brand new this year, artificial intelligence picks for 2024, and I will share with you a brand new AI ETF, and also review three of the magnificent seven companies from 2023 that still have relatively low P.E. ratios, forward P.E. ratios below 28 going into 2024. We'll catch you up on all the news that there was last week and get you ready for your investment week, your investment year ahead. But before we do that, 
Let me look across the massive soundboard. If I can. Yes, he's still over there pushing all the buttons. Um, here we are in 2024. Still there. Right. Still, we couldn't shake him. Yes. But uh, Mr. DC Taylor, producer extraordinaire. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Nick. It's a wonderful new year. I yes. see the decorations are down. I'm sorry to see that. No more train whistles. No more tree. <laughs> I know. But it's, uh, it's a new year. How are you feeling about 2024? 2024, as, uh, as I always start every year hopeful and uh and we go from here hopefully it is a happy healthy and prosperous new year for all yes absolutely do you remember way back just a few years back we started in 2020 and we called it hey this must be the new roaring 20s the roaring 20s and i think we got a couple months in before everything hit the fan with covid and everything else yeah yeah but uh here we are 2024 had a really if you look at the returns of uh-huh. 2023, they were terrific. We sure. gave them to you at the end of last week. Yeah. I'll uh, highlight those again today. Uh, if you just look at a paper and say, wow, the uh, NASDAQ up 43%, the S&P up 24 These were terrific numbers, D.C. Taylor. But right. Was it a straight ride up? No, of course not. No, it wasn't even close. <laughs> it was a brutal close. ride. Yeah. But we got there. I'll share some of those numbers, some of those statistics with you, and some great new investment ideas for 2024. We'll fit as many in as we can this morning. So please, please, please stay with us the entire hour. I promise to make it well worth your while, and you will be all the wiser for it. Before we get into all that good stuff, D.C. Taylor, let's remind everyone, if you ever need to speak with us at NJC Investments, you can do that anytime you please. Give us a call. We love hearing from our listeners. We will help you in any way that we can. You can reach us at 570-586-5030, or you can drop us a line through our website, njcinvestments.com. And remember, we cover a lot of ground here on the program We're not giving out recommendations. I don't know your particular circumstances. Everything that we do is for informational purposes. And if there's something here that you like, that you might want to explore further, that is where your journey begins. That's where your homework begins. Make sure you do a deep dive into anything before you invest in it. As always, if we can help in any way, including getting out all the deep details, you need to make a wise investment decision one way or another. We're happy to provide those free of charge or obligation. Ring us up at any time. You can even call now, leave a message. We'll get back to you on Monday. NJC Investments is 570-586-5030. Well, DC, let's get right into what's going on in in our investment portfolios on Wall Street, in the economy, so much news going on. And I'd like to just recap the last, what happened since the end of October and what we've seen over the last, uh, boy, two months. Now, we've just had the first down week slightly in our markets in 10 weeks. If you can do the math, DC, how many up weeks in a row before that did we have? Uh, That would be nine. Nine weeks is nine weeks up, DC, across the board on the S&P, Dow, and the uh, NASDAQ. Uh, Just terrific numbers, and there's a reason for it, right? We talked about this going back to the markets bottomed October 26th. What happened then? We've got the inflation reports coming in, actually showing decreases in inflation. The reports coming in better than expected. 
followed up by Jay Powell doing a 180 and going from, we're going to raise rates a couple more times or maybe one more hike and stay higher for longer to going to, well, you know, we might have an extra rate cut next year and uh, (laughs) things look good. There won't be a recession. He went from being hawkish, as we call it, to dovish. The markets took that as a sign there would be no rate hikes and they would be uh, cutting sooner rather than later, maybe even as early as March. Since that time, we've had an almost straight up market. So having this week last week uh, where we had some selling initially the first few days of the year, and um, that was because of tax taxes being put off to next year. What I mean by that is if I had some of those monster gains and things like the Magnificent Seven that were up over 80%, just about 80%, I should say, they pulled back just slightly, we'll say 80% on average, They a lot of investors didn't want to sell in December because they'd be paying in April on capital gains taxes. So if you sell in the first week of January, you delay your taxes one full year, right? Okay. We're off till next. So that's some of what's going on. So we did see a little bit of a down week. No big deal for the first week of January. Things are looking pretty good for the rest of the year. I'll throw out some statistics, and you get your little statement ready at the end of these, but (laughs) these are just statistics. In an election year, a presidential election year, the S&P 500, this this is going back, I think, to the 1920s, the average return in a presidential election year, 11% on the S&P. When you put in that the sitting president is running for re-election, it jumps to 13%. And when you put in the prior year being up over 10% on the S&P, which we were, the average annual return then in an election year with a sitting president is about 15%. Now, of course, that's just statistics. And D.C. Taylor would say... Wait, do you promise me that? No, of course not. Uh, Past performance is not a guarantee, nor is it indicative of future results. That is correct. But we do have those statistics at least to hold out there and and be hopeful that we have another positive year in 2024. Let me just tell you one thing, D.C., that I'm finding incredibly, incredibly across the board, even with astute investors, we're at the time of the year at NJC Investments where we're sending out our kind of our recap for 2023. On that recap, for our investors at NJC Investments, they will get a one-page summary of where their money exactly to the dollar was at the end of 2023, mm-hmm. uh, where, what their total balance was, but also their exact year-to-date return for the year. So we told you the S&P 500 about 24% for the year, the Dow about 14, and the NASDAQ about 43% returns on the year. Very, very, very good numbers, all above average. Wasn't a straight line, and most of it came in the last two months of the year, as we just described. But it's uncanny. That as I speak to our investors at NJC Investments, and I, I, I have the numbers in front of me, and we share them. We either email them or mail them out. Mm-hmm. I say, what do you think your return was for the year? And undoubtedly, most of them are saying, oh, I don't know. It was a tough year, which it was for yeah. most of it. Yeah. I said, what, what do you think you, your actual overall return was? Well, I don't know, maybe down 10 to 20%. Mm-hmm. These are smart investors, and they've been, been with me a while, but... More often than not, their return is above the S&P 500, and, and some of these returns are 30 40%, and they yet feel like they're down. Okay. How do you account for that? 
the news. Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. There's so much negativity out there. You're getting bombarded with all these negative stories. And especially as we get closer to the election, all the ads and everything else, and there's wars going on and everything. You know, there's a lot of, certainly a lot of stuff to worry about. But focus in. Focus in on what's going on on, on, your, on Wall Street and in your portfolio. More, it's been better than most have, have thought. Yeah. So look at your numbers. If you're not getting your year-to-date returns, you should be. You should know exactly how much you returned for your calendar year and what you can expect and at least hope for in 2024. I just want to share with you, DC, the top, there are 11 sectors in the S&P 500, the top performing sectors last year, and the worst performing sectors. I'll just do three on top and three on the bottom, because what we're seeing on Wall Street right now, we're seeing a little bit of a reversal trade where a little bit of money coming off those top performers and moving to some of the things that didn't perform in 2023. And that's a good thing. The market is broadening out. The top performing sector. In the S&P 500 last year, information technology up 57.8%. Not too bad in tech, right? The number two, communications services, the number two performing sector up 55.8. And number three, consumer discretionary. Remember everybody saying, stay away from that. You only buy the things you need in a tough year like this. Right. It was the third best performing sector, and that was up 42.3%. Now let's turn to the bottom ones because you're seeing a lot of activity over the last few weeks, a lot of buying in these areas. Maybe we will see a broadening out where the bottom ones come up, DC, and the worst performing sector last year because of high interest rates, utilities down 7%. Now when rates are going up, utilities go down. When rates are coming down, utilities generally go up. So that may be something to keep an eye on. Energy was number two. After being the best performing sector in 2022, it was the second worst in 2023, down 1.4%. And consumer staples was only up 0.5%. So there are some areas of the market that are or may be on sale right now. And just to highlight some of these uh, numbers, DC, through October, and we told you the market bottomed on October 26th, through that time, the market was still up on the S&P and the NASDAQ because of the Magnificent Seven. Mm -hmm. Through October 26th, there was 100% of the gain in the S&P 500 was attributed to seven stocks. 493 of those stocks, the other the other 493 yeah. con- contributed 0% to the S&P 500. Oh. That has all begun to change. And in 2023, only 27% of the S&P 500 stocks ended up beating the index, the, the average index, which was uh, just shy of 24%. But right now, in the last two months, are beating the index. The market is broadening out. It may be time to sit down with your financial advisor and make adjustments for the new year. 
Thanks again for tuning in to the Your Financial Future program here on 94.3 FM, The Talker. I am Nick Colarossi, a certified retirement counselor at NJC Investments. The guy over there, Mr. D.C. Taylor, he's certified in just about anything around the radio station, (laughs) including pushing all the buttons and uh, keeping us on the air and with a big smile and all the information he has for us. Yeah. All right, D.C. And of course, we'd both like to thank you for allowing us to be the soundtrack for your early Saturday mornings. Well, DC, before we move any further, I I have one major question for you. Yes. Am I going to be able to build a snowman this afternoon? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, maybe, or uh, maybe early this evening uh, here uh, across the uh, northeastern Pennsylvania. Are you looking for, uh, if you're looking for snow, it uh, should arrive here uh, sometime this afternoon and will probably be with us through uh, early, uh, you know, probably early tomorrow afternoon or even mid tomorrow afternoon. So uh, we could be looking at a few inches here, uh, several inches, in fact. I'm always happy to see the first snow storm of the season Mm -hmm. and that's about it yeah yeah, (laughs) you can can have it after that i think after that it should turn spring yes but i'll enjoy this okay i hope everybody can enjoy go out and build a snowman if you choose if you choose to stay inside warm and cozy that's not a bad idea either right well dc i see we're coming up on a break let's just uh, recap what's coming up in the next few segments here on the program and why you need to stay here with us on the talker yeah We're going to be talking about the economic report from last week that moved the market all over the place on Friday. The jobs number, ever important jobs number, we'll touch on that. We'll catch you up on where we stand after the first week on Wall Street in 2024. We're going to be talking about stocks as far as the top companies in the S&P 500 and where their forward PEs lie, and also about bonds. Bonds came to life starting in November, last week of October, first week of November, had their best two-month performance ever in the bond market. We're going to tell you what exactly happens when interest rates fall, what happens to bond prices. I think you'll find that exciting. And of course, we'll sneak in some artificial intelligence picks, including the three magnificent seven stocks with P.E. ratios, forward P.E.s under 28, considered by many on Wall Street, D.C., to be actually underpriced in the tech sector. We'll see how that plays out. But before we get to all that, let's thank our friends for the first time in 2024. That's Seidel's Restaurant in North Scranton. They sponsor this portion of our program. We're thankful for that. And what a great place to go in the winter. This is the best time to go to these restaurants, D.C. A little yeah. bit more calm down, right? The holidays are behind us. Uh-huh. And uh, you can sit down, relax, stay warm, have great nightly specials. Seidel's has a terrific menu to begin with. And it's it's a great atmosphere, D.C. And I, I tell everyone, if you haven't tried Seidel's restaurant or if you haven't been there in a while, make sure you do. Pick up your phone right now. Get your reservations because I promise you you will not be disappointed. Your financial future, back after this brief message. I hope you'll please stay with us. If you're searching for a special dining experience, Sedell's Restaurant is your home for great taste. Sedell's Restaurant is one of Scranton's elite fine dining establishments, specializing in Italian-American contemporary cuisines. At Sedell's, generous size entrees are prepared with only the highest quality ingredients. So whether you're having a meal for business or pleasure, it's sure to leave a lasting impression. 
Sidel's restaurant has mouth-watering Italian-American contemporary cooking with a delightful ambiance. At Sidel's, you are certain to find unique specials for what you're craving. If you can't find an entree off their elaborate menu, just ask the chef. He can create an off-the-menu meal for you. At Sidel's, the owner is also the chef. Sidel's is located on the corner of Main Avenue and Tripp Street in North Scranton. They are now accepting holiday party reservations and on- and off-site holiday catering. 343-6544. That's 343-6544. Make it special. Make it Sidel's. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here on 94.3 FM, The Talker. This is the Your Financial Future program with Nick Colarossi of NJC Investments, helped ably along by that guy over there. That's Mr. D.C. Taylor of Bold Gold Radio fame on this first Saturday in 2024. Yes. D.C. says it's going to be a snowy one. Yeah, uh, later on today and into tonight and into tomorrow morning. And, that, be, and, snow. and then next week we'll turn spring. Is that what you're telling me? Hopefully. That, yeah. That's that's the hope. As I said, we can start out the year hopeful. <laughs> hopeful for spring. Well, I am not only hopeful, I am thankful because D.C. did his mad dash down the hall brought us each back a nice piping hot cup of coffee perfect on this wintry morning dc uh, yeah. and what blend do we have today oh so appropriate for uh, a weekend such as this the wholesome winter warm-up oh the winter i thought you were gonna say winter warlock winter warm-up <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah this is the you know this is this is the one you put like two or three or four pots on and, and drink throughout the day to keep you nice and warm not a bad idea and hey we urge everyone why don't you grab a cup of whatever it is that gets your early saturday morning started sit back and enjoy the rest of our program and remember if you miss a part of our program there's something you'd like to rehear you can always go back to our website in jcinvestments.com or just type in your financial future with nick Colarossi. it will come up on all of the major podcast platforms for absolute free downloading dc yeah very so you convenient can, you can always go back and hear the program or hear something that you miss mm-hmm. i think dc we will move into the economic data that came out on friday it's really the only economic news we saw last week the jobs number everybody was waiting for the jobs number they were expecting i think 150,000 or so new jobs to be created somewhere in that area mm-hmm. and uh, we actually got 216,000 new jobs created back in december uh-huh. and that threw the market in a tizzy yeah. at the beginning of course so the futures were flat going into this number they promptly went down 200 points on the dow why because good news is bad news dc don't you know <laughs> too many jobs might mean that they won't cut rates soon enough or long enough or fast enough or whatever right. but once that the wall street looked into the number there were a lot of government jobs in that number Okay. And government jobs don't usually stimulate the economy. 87,000 new IRS agents aren't going to help the economy, D.C. Taylor. Right. That I promise you. Yes. Uh, there were also revisions to the last three months downward mm-hmm. each of the months. That's They come out with these great numbers, and then they revise them down for the next three months. Like, we're a bunch of dummies here. <laughs> anyway, that's what's what we saw. And then also, we had over 600,000 people leave the workforce. Where are they going, D.C.? 
Where are they going? I, I guess there could be some retirees, I suppose. But who? What else? I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, so anyway. The number, the headline number was strong. Mm-hmm. The internals were not as strong. A little bit of weakness showing. So the market that went down two hundred actually reversed, went up over two hundred, and then finished the day slightly positive. This is this is the kind of thing that drives investors crazy. Yeah. And what it is, don't get caught up in this. Those initial knee-jerk reactions, that's the algorithms reading a headline. Mm -hmm. That's the computers talking back and forth saying, oh, no, oh, no, sell, sell. (laughs) And and you can't get in front of that. Right. And and look what happens. Within an hour, it's completely reversed. So be a long-term investor. Don't get too caught up with the day-to-day news, you know, that's going to move the market this way today and move the market that way tomorrow. Be focused on the long-term average return on the S&P. That's in the 10 to 12% range. If you're looking in the last 50 years, it's closer to 10. If you're looking in a longer 100-year period, it's closer to 12. That's why we say 10 to 12. Right. You're not going to get 10 to 12% almost any year. You're going to get you know above like we did last year, below some years. But the average return in that area is hard to beat. On any other investment, it's hard to beat, DC, than being in these markets for the long term. As the final averages on our equity markets came in at the end of the year, they looked terrific. And I'm going to highlight, DC, the top 10 holdings in the S&P 500 and tell you their forward P.E. ratios. What is a P.E.? Price to earnings ratio. A lot of analysts will use that as a guide to uh, whether the, the valuations are high or whether they're low compared to their peers. Now, certain groups like banks and utilities will generally have lower PEs, mm-hmm. and certain groups like technology and healthcare may have higher PEs. Um, but the average right now is about 18 times earnings on the S&P 500 and 18 PE. So these 10 holdings that ran up so much last year, I will give you the top 10 companies and their forward PE ratios. And you can make your own judgment as to this ratio. Is this an indicator of valuation high or low? First is Apple, biggest company in the world, DC, AAPL, forward PE is 29.3. These numbers as of the close of the year, according to Bloomberg. The next company, Microsoft, is the next largest company we have. Forward PE on MSFT is 33.6. Looking at number three is Alphabet, also known to us as Google, 21.6. Now, generally, these types, especially the Googles and the Microsofts, generally have higher PEs. 21.6, many analysts would say that is a low PE for a growth company like Google. Okay, next is Amazon, AMZN, and Amazon is trading at 45.3 times next year's earnings. NVIDIA, number one performer on the S&P 500 last year, DC, a 25.4 PE at the end of the year. That's, that's relatively low for the amazing growth that we saw in that stock price. That's my opinion. Next is Meta, Meta Platforms, also known to us as... Facebook. Facebook is correct, and their forward P, 20.8%. So a lot of analysts, again, thinking compared to their peers, that may be a little bit low. And uh, Tesla is the last of the top 10, TSLA with a 69.8% PE. Going forward, Tesla has never 
run a low PE, but that would seem high compared to the other peers in there. Mm. Um, I will tell you, I remember looking back at Amazon for years and years when all the analysts told us to stay away from that company. The PE is 100, the PE is 70. All of a sudden, the stock price kind of made up for the PE. So (laughs) it's just one indicator. It's just one thing to look at when you're evaluating a stock. But those are the top 10 holdings and the PE ratios of those top 10 S&P 500 companies. I want to turn now, DC. We're going to do that uh, 180 like Jerome Powell did just a few weeks back. (laughs) We're going to move over to bonds. Now, bonds had their worst Almost three years, D.C., about two and a half years of down. Why is that? Because what was the Federal Reserve doing with interest rates? They're jacking them up. And that, what happens to bonds when that happens? They go down. But re- that is true. But let's remember, a bond generally is issued at $1,000. Down the road somewhere, it matures at $1,000. Sure, interest rates along the way will affect the pricing along the way to, to certain degrees. When interest rates are going up, they go down. When interest rates are going down, they generally go up. Mm-hmm. And where are we in that cycle right now? Well, Fed Chair Powell told us, DC, there probably are not going to be hikes in the future, in the near future. Mm-hmm. And uh, the next move is probably, a lot of probabilities, a cut. So we're at a cycle where we've come through so many down months in the bond market. What happened when we got that news from the chair of uh, the Federal Reserve? The last two months in the bond market, November and December, brought us the best two-month returns in aggregate bond history. So we've turned the corner as of, at least for now, as of the end of October, November and December, straight up for bonds because rates were coming down. So I came across a chart I would like to share with you what happens to bond markets. And we're going to use the treasury market just as an indicator for you. The source here is Bloomberg and the source is from the end of 2023. And they say, what happens when the Federal Reserve is raising rates versus cutting rates? Well, we know what happened when they raised them. So let's just look at the potential rate cuts ahead. And the market is pricing in four to six rate cuts next year. If The Federal Reserve cuts interest rates by 100 basis points. That's also known as to us in the business as 1%. I don't know why they say it the way they do, (laughs) ZC. 1%. So that would be either 4, 25% rate cuts or 2, 50%. The last couple moves were 50%. So we may get 50% cuts. But just 100 basis points, I will tell you the market is pricing in 150 or 1.5% cuts next year. But let's just use... 1%. If the Fed cuts rates by 1%, according to Bloomberg, the two-year Treasury, which at the end of the year was yielding 4.26%, you still get that dividend yield, but it would increase the price of the bond by 6.1%. So you get that yield, the 4% yield, plus the 6% increase in price. Let's move on to the five-year treasury. If rates go down by 1%, the five-year treasury is expected to move up in price 8.1%. The five-year yield treasury was yielding uh, 385 at the end of the year. You would get that plus the increase in price. Ten-year would move up in price 11.67%. And the 30-year, again, according to Bloomberg, if we get 1% rate cuts in 
our Federal Reserve funds would move up by 20.25%, and it's currently paying a 4% dividend yield. So, DC, that is why many on Wall Street believes you can see double-digit returns in bonds in 2024 if those cuts come to be. And there are many bond funds out there, many ETFs that you can look at. If you're looking in this area, I say stay with quality. You don't need to go out on a limb to the extreme high-yielding funds. You can get good returns in traditional bonds and traditional bond funds if those hikes come to be. At NJC Investments DC, we've been working on several model bond portfolio, fixed income portfolio. Some people are using them to take monthly income. Some are using them to reinvest on a monthly basis Mm -hmm. to build up their portfolio by using the fixed income side that may be undervalued. So we have several different strategies. If you're interested in this area, we can certainly point you in the right direction. Just ring us up at any time. NJC Investments, 570-586-5030. Let's move on, DC, to my favorite part of the program where we'd like to catch you up on where we stand year-to-date in our markets, even though it's just been a few short days. But before we do that, you know that I always like to give you that hot tip on some of the best investments that you can ever make. That is investing in your family, investing in yourself, and investing in your own community. Well, D.C. Taylor, there's an event coming up great for the entire family. In fact, there's one tonight and tomorrow, and that is the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins playing the Lehigh Valley Phantoms tonight, and that game starts at 6.05 p.m., and tomorrow at 3.05 p.m., the Penguins will be taking on the Hartford Wolfpack at the Mohegan Sun Arena at the Casey Plaza in Wilkes-Barre. This is a great event for kids of all ages, oh, yeah. families, of course, D.C. Yeah. I used to have uh, season tickets when my kids were younger. We had season tickets to the Penguins. Uh-huh. Never a bad time. It's an easy event to get to and uh, it's always a lot of fun there's some great food and fun so if you don't get out and see these great attractions these great athletics in our area we'll lose these teams right make sure you're supporting your local teams enjoy it it's an inexpensive fun night out for the entire family tonight at 6.05, tomorrow at 3.05, the Penguins at the Mohegan Sun Arena. What do you have for us, D.C. Taylor? Well, in case uh, staying nice and warm and bundled up is not your thing, uh, next Saturday it is Shiver Fest to benefit the Lackawanna River Conservation Association. It is a kayak and canoe paddle and thaw party uh, next Saturday, January 13th in Scranton. Launch will be at noon at the Parker Street Bridge. You travel 2.6. Seven miles of the Lackawanna River from the Parker Street Landing to Sweeney's Beach. Bring your own canoe or kayak, and a wetsuit is uh, strongly recommended. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Followed by that'll be followed by the thaw party from uh, two to five at the VFW on Rockwell Avenue in Scranton. 
I know right where that is, North yeah. Scranton, PA, my uh, original home the home area. There you go. All right. Admission right down the street from where. So uh, admission is $20 for adults and $10 for 12 and under. Uh, includes three types of chili. There will be pizza and wings, and they'll have raffles there, too. Live music by Dashboard Mary, Cash Bar, your first drink free if you pre-register. Just do a search for Eventbrite. Shiver Fest 2024, and uh, all the info comes up there, and you can register online. Okay, Eventbrite Shiver Fest 2024, and that is for next Saturday. I got time to plan. Yeah. Thank you, DC. All right. Time to get back to finance. Here's where we stand after the first week of 2024 in our capital markets. Well, DC, it's been kind of an opposite so far. The first week of, of 2024, opposite in the markets of what it was in 2023. Look at this. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, negative, but only by 0.5% last week. The S&P 500, however, down 1.5% last week. And the NASDAQ, which was in front last year, down 3.25% last week. So it's kind of a reversal trade to start the year. The things that did best last year, technology, consumer discretionary, and industrials are now replaced by the things that did poorest last year, doing best so far in 2024. Yes, it's early, but it's energy, it's healthcare, and it's utilities doing the best to start the year. Okay. The uh, 10-year Treasury yield, which had gone all the way down from 5.2% all the way to 38 crept up just a bit last week, finished at 4.05. Still in an agreeable area compared to where it was over the last two years. However, keep an eye on that 10-year Treasury yield. If you get up in the morning and you want to know which way the market's going, look at the 10-year Treasury yield. If it's going above 4.25%, that is bad for stocks and bonds, my opinion. If it is going below 4%, that is good for stocks and bonds, in my opinion. So keep an eye on that. That's been our indicator for the last two years. Price of a barrel of oil creeping up just slightly DC last week to 73.92. Some turmoil in those shipping areas, especially the Red Sea, I think has to do with that. We'll see how that goes, but so far we're off to a kind of a muted start in 2024. It will be interesting to see what happens when we get the earnings report starting to flow in mid-January and also January 25th we get the first read on the fourth quarter GDP estimates all over the place DC from minus to 5%. Some <laughs> it's going to come in somewhere and we'll be here right. to report it. We want to see a GDP growing but certainly not too strongly that it scares everybody that Powell is not going to cut rates. Right. He is he is he is rates will come down in 2023 whether that be because the economy is slowing, which it is, or because it's an election year, which it is, rates will come down. Mark my words, my opinion. Flag the tape, DC. Flag in the tape. All right. Well, let's take a break right here. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to give you economist Brian Westbury's outlook for the S&P 500 in 2024. We'll answer some listeners' questions. And also, we have the top artificial intelligence stocks to buy in 2024. And we're going to tell you about the three with the very lowest forward PEs in that space. You don't want to miss that. Your financial future back after these brief messages. Please stay with us, won't you? 
Hi, this is Nick Colarossi of NJC Investments. Investors today are facing all new challenges. With recent market volatility, we've urged our investors not to lose sight of their long-term investment goals. It's times like these that can create opportunity because we believe true wealth is built slowly over time. Let us show you how that can work with a simple dollar cost averaging plan that can help you stay on track to meet those goals. If you would like to talk to us about getting started or updating your current investments to take advantage of today's market opportunities, give us a call at NJC Investments 570-586-5030. That's 570-586-5030. At NJC Investments, we are bullish on America and excited about our future. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Welcome back to the Your Financial Future program with Nick Colarossi from NJC Investments on 94.3 FM, The Talker, as we are here every Saturday morning at uh, 9 o'clock and uh, the first Saturday morning of uh, 2024. Nick, here we are. Here we are. It might be the first Saturday morning of the year I'm able to do snow angels at some point. That's what you're telling me, right? Yeah, snow so ahead. At some point t- today or tonight or uh, tomorrow morning, maybe. We'll see. Okay. See how that works out. Well, thank you, DC Taylor. And uh-huh. hey. Don't forget to check out this guy weeknights on our sister station, 105-1035, The River. Great classic rock each and every weeknight, 4 till 8 p.m., only 7 on Fridays. Don't know what he does there. But uh, it's a great show. We've got a lot of wit and wisdom in between those great songs. Yeah, I appreciate you tuning in. All right, DC. I love it. Thank well, you. let's move on right to uh, Brian Westbury. We've, remember we used to play all those Brian Westbury clips on the program? Everybody asked me, where did they go? Yeah, right. Well, he doesn't make them anymore. He used to make like 20 a year. Right. And it was convenient. We could. They were. Um, uh, we were allowed to take those and... And play them for you about his outlook. Mm-hmm. And he usually had some great ideas. And uh, last year he did one. We brought it to you. He did one. <laughs> right. So uh, we'll keep an eye out for those. But he did release his forecast for 2024. Why is this important? Well, back in 2004, the year 2022, early last year, about this time last year, First Trust Securities was granted an award by Consensus Economics, which is about 200 economists around the world. Must be a great time around that party, right? <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> they, they rated the most accurate forecasters in 2022, and First Trust Securities, led by Brian Westbury, was the best forecaster of the markets huh. for 2022. He says, well, we don't expect a repeat reward this year for 2023. He was wrong, <laughs> right. and he's the first to admit it, but his title for this article, his Monday morning outlook last week. And you can check this out at ftportfolios.com, a great site for investors. This article is there. It's free to read. It's it's titled A Mild Recession and S&P 500 4500. 
That's lower than where we are right now. That's just, I'll just give you a hint on that, but let's go through this quickly, DC. Mm-hmm. He says, he does. we don't think the economy is out of the woods yet. The yield curve has been inverted for more than a year and is likely to remain so well into 2024. Money supply is down. Commercial and industrial loans have also declined and consumer spending looks set to slow. So far, it's happy, happy, joy, joy, DC. (laughs) Let's move further into it. It says, what will happen with inflation in 2024? He thinks it will come down, maybe even hit the Fed's 2% goal, but it is not likely to stay there. Why? Because he thinks the Fed is likely to cut interest rates that 150 basis points or one and a half percent to me and you in 2024. And he says, unless the money supply keeps falling, inflation is likely to move back up in 2025 and beyond above that Fed 2% target. What does this mean for stocks? He says, well, it's it, at the beginning, it's good news if the economy is weaker than expected and inflation heads down because long-term interest rates will decline. But he says, if we use our 10-year treasury model of 3.5%, saying the 10-year tre- treasury yield will come down to 3.5%, in his model... The S&P 500 is fairly valued at about 4500 on the S&P. DC Taylor on Friday, we closed out the S&P at 4697. So Brian Westbury's forecast from here would be minus 4.1% for the year on the S&P. Okay. So that is not something to look forward to. No. Now, he does give some caveats here. He says, remember, this is not a trading model, and it doesn't mean investors should run out and sell all their stocks. It just means investors need to be selective. The past few years, his words here, have been the most difficult time to forecast in our careers. I will stop. These are my words. He's one of the best out there, DC. Mm-hmm. He was completely wrong in 2023. It is difficult. Yeah. So back to his words now. The U.S. economy has never gone through COVID lockdowns before, plus a reopening along with such massive peacetime fiscal and monetary stimulus. We understand many think we can do all of this with little or no significant impact on the economy. We don't believe this conventional wisdom. He finishes with 2024 will be a tough year. On that happy note, DC, (laughs) um, let's just, let's put it into perspective here. He thinks that we're almost fairly valued here, actually sees the market going down from here 4%. That doesn't mean if he's right. And if he Mm -hmm. will just say he's right, that doesn't mean everything goes down. There will be pockets of investments that are working while others aren't. I will also give you the average return by most forecasters on wall street is about 10 percent for this year 10 percent to the good Mm -hmm. so he is in the other side of he's on the other side here but most forecasters on wall street are coming in around a 10 percent gain for the year i heard ed yardini excellent forecaster out of yardini and associates on friday his forecast for the s p 500 5400 by the end of the year, completely different than Westbury's 5,400 would be up 15% from where we are right now. Yeah. All I can tell you, DC Taylor is one of them is wrong. (laughs) Okay. I can't tell you which one I'm hoping it's Ryan Westbury being wrong again. We'll see how it plays out. But again, remember you are a long-term investor 
Don't get caught up on the ups and downs of the market along the way. Focus on your portfolio. Focus on a dollar cost averaging program over time into quality investments. And I think that is your best route to success for long-term investors. Okay. Well, here we go. Uh, the hotline is ringing, Nick. Uh, that light that light shines brightly here in our studio whenever uh, someone is urgently calling in. They do this time every uh, every week. You know what that means, right? It's got to be Mitchell of Mitchell's Mailbag. Yes, it is time for Mitchell's Mailbag here on the Your Financial Future program. It's where we answer your questions. Yes, for many years we've been doing uh, You get those questions in via email. Uh the email address is nick at njcinvestments.com and put in the subject line Mitchell's mailbag. And then that way uh, we know exactly who gets uh, gets all his questions, pile them all up and files in his uh, propri- proprietary filing system and, uh, and gets us a nice variety of questions every week. Mitchell Dimitrik, our colleague out there in the field on the phone now. Hello, Mitchell, and happy new year to you. Hello, DC. Hello, Nick. How are we both doing today on this beautiful First Saturday of the year, uh, I'm, I'm excited for what 2024 has in store. We are as well. We're doing great. DC promised me I might be able to uh, build a snowman later this evening. I promise Looking you. forward to the first snow if it's actually if it actually gets here. It looks right. like it is. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, uh, we'll deal with that. But uh, we're excited about the new year. We're getting everybody to uh, think about their portfolios for 2024. Trying to fit in as much information as we can, and we're waiting for your questions to answer our listeners. Perfect, perfect. I've got three of the best, and I'm ready to go. First right. three questions of 2024. All right, very good. Yeah, let's get started, Mitchell. Go ahead. What do you have for us? All righty. Question number one comes from Nick. No, Nick, not from you, but from <laughs> Nick in Clark Summit. Nick asks, I heard that I could contribute more money to my IRA in 2024. Have the contribution limits gone up? Nick in Clark Summit, uh, right right around the corner, D.C., from our offices of NJC Investments in the heart of the financial district of Clark's Green, Pennsylvania. Yes. Um, yes. Very, uh, very astute of you, Nick. Yes. Contribution limits for your IRAs, for your 2024-year contribution have gone from 6500 to $7,000 if you are under age 50. If you are over age 50, they have gone from 7500 up to $8,000. That is for this year's contributions. However, remember, you can still make contributions for 2023 up until tax day. I think it's April 18th this year, DC, okay. I think. All right. Um, you can still make those contributions up until tax day of 2024 for 2023, but those limits remain 6,500 and 7,500 for the calendar year 2023. If you haven't made those contributions and you are able, I highly recommend that you do. And then if you're able at the same time, make those 2024 contributions, $7,000 under age 50, $8,000 over age 50. Very good. All right. Well, let's get right on to uh, question number two in Mitchell's mailbag. Mitchell, what, what do you have for us? Already question number two comes from John in Archibald. John asks, I am 45 years old and I have had most of my portfolio in money market 
and CDs for the last year. Do you think this is a still a viable option to the market? All right, John, good question and a tough question. It depends on your needs. Now, most and as a generalization, I don't know his specifics. And if John, if you're out there and you'd like to uh, give us a call and bounce some information off of us, we can help you a little bit better individually. But as a generalization, at 45 years old, you have a long time yet to invest before retirement. And CDs and money market, while they were very, very safe in 2023 in the 5% range for the most part, DC close to five on the money markets and over 5% on many CDs throughout the year, they were still, and we were able to do both at NJC investments. They were our worst performing assets of 2023 (laughs) safest. Yes. The, the best performers were on the moderate to, uh, to the growth side of the market. Um, our next best would be uh, a diversified portfolio, the S&P 500 and so forth. Even bonds, for the most part, beat CDs and money markets. And I expect that to continue going forward. So if you're a long-term investor and you and you don't need that money in the next few years, and you're 45 years old, I would highly recommend being in the market. So work closely with a financial advisor. And if you need help, and you need some ideas, you can always reach us at NJC Investments, 570-586-5030. I think for long-term investors, DC, time would prove me right that it's time in the market. And at 45, you should have some time available to really grow those assets. Okay, very good. All right, thank you for that. Let's get to one more question here. On to question number three in Mitchell's mailbag. Mitchell, what you got? All righty, last but certainly not least, question number three is going to come from Wendy in Old Forge. Wendy asks, do you think that the Federal Reserve will cut interest rates in 2024? And if so, when will they start and how many cuts do you expect? And how will rate cuts affect the market? Well, Wendy in Old Ford, you you got your money's worth. It. There's more than one question there, DC. We'll try <laughs> sure. to get them all. We'll okay. try to get them all. Um, yes, we've thought all along for the last year that by 2024, the Federal Reserve would be cutting rates. I think they went too far too fast with their rate hikes. I think they saw something in upcoming reports that uh, that is showing our economy slowing down. And I can go into statistics of why I think the economy is slowing down. And most Wall Street analysts still think we will hit a recession of some type somewhere in 2024. So I think the Federal Reserve, with it being an election year, would want to try their hardest to keep things going in the right direction. So I do believe they'll cut. Uh, up until the last Federal Reserve meeting, they were forecasting two cuts in in uh, 2024, which meant the market said, okay, if they're saying two, there'll be four. Well, now, after their last meeting, they are now foreshadowing three rate cuts in 2024. And the market says, if they're saying three, there's going to be six. <laughs> so that's what we're expecting. We're expecting somewhere between four and six rate cuts in 2024. I do believe they'll start as early as March. There's a 60% chance that they start at the March meeting. However, 
Europe is in worse shape economically than we are, and their meeting is in April, D.C. The Federal Reserve may wait for Europe to cut their rates first, and we may wait until April, or I think it will be the May meeting. So somewhere between March and May, expect between four and six cuts in 2024. And I think it will help the markets dramatically, especially the bond markets first when rates are going down, bonds are going up, and it generally, generally helps most sectors of our stock market when rates are falling. So we're hopeful they fall, and we're hopeful the market reacts accordingly. Hope. All right. Very good. There you have it. More of your questions answered. The Your Financial Future, uh, the, the Mitchell's Mailbag portion of the Your Financial Future program. Again, get those questions in via email. We'd love to hear from you. Send it to nick at njcinvestments.com and put in the subject line, Mitchell's Mailbag. Thank you, Mitchell Dimitrik, once again for getting us uh, just a fine batch of questions there and helping us get lots of great info out there. DC, Nick, thank you for having me on the program each and every Saturday morning, 2024, already off to a great start with these questions. And uh, I'm looking forward to next week's and the rest of the year's questions. Well, we're thankful that you're here with us once again for 2024. Obviously, DC, the increase in pay that we sent him in his last check (laughs) has enticed him to stay on board with us. All right. But we're happy that you take time out of your busy weekend to be with us each week. And we're looking forward to next week's questions right here on the radio. Sounds good. Yeah, uh, thank you for that. I'll uh, talk to my agent later about <laughs> it. <laughs> no, thank you both. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That again, Mitchell Dimitrik, our colleague in the field in 2024. Glad to have him, DC. Yes, in the new year, yes. How much time do we have left? Yeah, about uh, three minutes. We didn't leave enough, but let's fly over to the article from The Motley Fool this past week by Keith Noonan on the best artificial intelligence stocks you can own right now in 2024. I'll go quickly. Is number one is NVIDIA, NVDA, because they own roughly 90% of the chip market in artificial intelligence. Number two, Microsoft, MSFT, because of the Azure cloud computing business growing so much because of their scale up in artificial intelligence. Number three is Palantir, PLTR, because they have a focus on machine learning and also the ability to analyze valuable data to produce simulations and suggest optimal courses of action. Major contracts with the U.S. Department of Defense and other government organizations. PLTR, that is. Number four is Amazon. May have heard of that one. AMZN is your symbol. (laughs) And he says, because of the Amazon Web Services and all of the AI developments there. Number five on the top AI stocks to own right now, according to the Motley Fool from last week, is Alphabet. The symbol is still G-O-O-G for Google. And that because of the many software Offerings leaning towards AI. Mm-hmm. Number six is CrowdStrike, CRWD, arguably the leader when it comes to AI powered cybersecurity software. And number seven on the list, Meta, M E T A, which we know as Facebook. That is correct. Because of their AI enhanced content feeds, they went to 3.05 billion users across Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and other 
platforms. That's a lot of users, DC. No kidding. I told you I would tell you the three best on PEs going forward in the Magnificent Seven. Coming into the year, it was Meta. We just talked about META with a 20 PE coming into this year. Forward PE. Alphabet, symbol G-O-O-G, with a 20 PE going forward. And NVIDIA came into 2024 with a 25 forward PE. They seem like low PEs to many analysts in the tech sector. Maybe some value still going forward in those names. And DC, I don't have time to fit in all the Wall Street picks from last week. I'll give you one from Mark Mahaney of Evercore. He's a tech guy, DC. His number one pick for 2024 remains Amazon, AMZN, with a $195 price target because of the growth in AWS, the cloud business, accelerating so dramatically. We'll give you more picks next week to start the program, but right now we got to wrap it up. Thanks for your help today, DC. You're very welcome. And let's remind everyone, hey, there is never a bad time to make a good investment. If you have any questions on today's program, give us a call at NJC Investments 570-586-5030. Thanks again for tuning in this morning on The Talker. May God bless you and may God bless America. Make it a great week. We'll see you next Saturday. This has been a FilmWise presentation. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin & Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC.